And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the Book of Acts, we travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, as we go through chapter 14, wow, chapter 14, in the book of Acts, we find Paul and Barnabas in Lystra and in Derbe. They come upon a man who's crippled in his feet. The tragedy is that this man has been this way since birth. So if you consider the context, this man has never walked. But one thing he was able to do, And that was, listen. And he listened intensely as Paul preached. What do we know about Paul's preaching? Well, we know it was about Jesus. Got that. Next, here's an angle on ministry that we don't often hear about or even talk about. As Paul was preaching, he noticed something. He noticed the person who was crippled. He also realized that he had faith to be healed. Was this a natural gift? Most likely not. This is Paul operating in ministry and realizing that a person that's listening to them, him has opened their hearts to the gospel of Jesus Christ for the glory of God the Father and in the power of the Holy Spirit. So he responds. And finally, and then the scripture says, Paul whispered. Okay, I'm just kidding. It doesn't say that. It says, the scripture says, Paul called to him with a loud voice. And the man jumped up and started walking. These are two things that this man had never done before, jumping up and walking. And when the people around them saw what was happening, they started shouting and screaming. What a moment to witness. But... David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities, and so much more. It's just so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, David. At he must increase.org. David. 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 At he must increase.org. You don't have to do David three times. Okay, I'm, I'm making sure. And not King David, right? And not King David. Not even kind David. Not even cool David. Cuckoo David, maybe, but not not quite. Just David at he must increase.org. You can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. That's right, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Buddy? <laughs> Dynamite D. It, it's not there? Okay. 
<laughs> You're just having that kind of week, aren't you, brother? Man, played it and let's see. Let's let's try it one more time, Wait, Dave. Okay, then you'll be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. Hello, lucky person. You Don't you love a board that's more that's older than I am? <laughs> See, so now, Dave, you know it's not just me. No, I know it's not just you. In <laughs> fact, when that board was made, uh, remember this joke? When that board was made, the Dead Sea was still sick. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, that's when I fell off my dinosaur. Anyhow, just a while ago. You know what I'm saying? So just skip that. You talk to Dynamite D, it's great. It's fantastic. Here it is, and I said this yesterday. It's a really good point. When you talk to him, you're talking to somebody that wants God to bless you. That is true, and someone is praying for you. Yeah. And somebody's hear that, and he's praying for you. You see, you see how that works. We take care of one another. We love one another. We bless one another. Maybe you've got a praise report. You want to share it. I know you're thinking. I don't know if I can share it. Good. Totally cool. I don't share most of my things. Good. I just keep talking. That just that just gets me through it. If you want to share something the Lord's done, let's do it. Do it because it's a great thing to do. If you want to share something that you're struggling with and we need to pray and combine our faith, let's do it. That's what brothers and sisters in Christ do. We share one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. This is what the show is geared around, and this is what we want you to gear towards. We also do trivia. I'm going to get to that in a second. But I want to give props to Aunt Deb, who picked up on something that a lot of people missed. And that is I did two teachings in the previous 30 minutes. And they were tough teachings in the sense that they were not easy because we're talking about Satan attacking people in their mind. We're talking about the light of the gospel and the, the difference. And you can make a change. You can make a decision. And the fill that was in between 157 and 2 o'clock was about people making that decision for Jesus and asking Jesus into their lives to take over as Lord and Savior. The good catch, Aunt Deb. And I was like, that right, that was a perfect, perfect timing fill. Love it. See, I, I see those a lot. It's like, I don't know how that happens, and I don't care. I just want it to keep happening. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's your question, trivia question. In what language, don't answer anything other than this question, in what language was most of the Old Testament written? In what language was most of the Old Testament written? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Just straightforward, what was the majority of the Old Testament written in? Not the Septuagint, okay? Just making sure you know that difference. We'll talk about that another time. But the Old Testament was the Old Testament written in. I do want to remember, we got somebody calling in, and we're going to take them in just a second. I just want to remind everybody, it's April. This is April, what, 14th? April buddies. Don't forget about your April buddies. Don't forget about your April buddies because it's April, and you should be praying. And if you haven't done it, don't get guilty. Just get on it. Okay? There's a, you know, get to stepping. <laughs> That's what it's going to say. Get to stepping. Just, get, just don't, don't go backwards. Move forwards. Just get to step, and you can't do anything about yesterday. Do something about now. Do something about now. Pray for your April buddies, okay? And then don't forget, we're going to be going out of town, so we need prayer. Noelle needs prayer because she's going with me. <laughs> Trust me, she needs prayer. <laughs> just, just leave it there. She needs prayer because she's traveling with me. 
not the best traveler in the world. Let me just point that out. Okay, let's let the person through who is ready to answer the trivia question. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. How are you feeling? You feeling any better today? Well, it might be a little better. Okay. Well, a little better is better than a little worse. So, yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with that. Uh, but I'm doing pretty good myself. I'm just trying to, you know, after the show, I'm trying to just, like, deflate and they get ready for the exciting time in the sky. <laughs> Are you going to be there tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to be in Phoenix tomorrow on Friday oh. and on Monday. So we're going to fly in tonight. Uh, it's about two and a half hour flight, and then we get there, and then we got a car, and then we, we have to drive about an hour, and then uh, then we don't see anybody, and then wake up tomorrow and start doing all the family uh, gathering stuff. So let's just kind of see, play it by ear is all I'm doing, bringing everything I can to keep my brain active in the Word of God. See. So the, tomorrow right. would be a replay, and then Monday would be a replay. Right. And then I'll be back Tuesday. All right. So I hope you guys miss me. <laughs> I'll pray for you. I'll be praying for you. I know, and I greatly appreciate it. We're really going to need it on that. All right, here we go. Simple, straightforward. Don't answer anything but the question, in what language was most of the Old Testament written or given? What language? Hebrew. That is correct, Amanda! That is 100% correct. In Hebrew, that is the original writing. The Septuagint then switched that over. And for people that don't know, because it's a very fascinating element, Jesus quoted the Septuagint 92.8% of the time and the Hebrew Bible 7.2% of the time, which is so, it's so fascinating. It's like, really, why? Uh, I just think it shows you so much. It teaches you so much that the Lord, his message gets through and he can speak and he does so powerfully. So great job, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. All right, brother. And then let's everybody be praying for our brother Gary because we love him and want the Lord to take care of him, okay? All right. All right. Thank you. God, God bless, bless you. you. Bye-bye. All right, let's get into this Acts chapter 14. You better get ready for this. I think we're almost at the halfway point. Not quite, but almost. In the Acts 14, so we're halfway through Acts. We'll be picking up another book after that, but we're picking this up at verse 8. So I want you to know where we're going so that you can kind of follow along. Uh, if your translation's not exactly the same, don't worry. I only use seven different translations when I teach on this show. So just stick with yours. <laughs> Just enjoy what you got and uh, hang out with it. All right. Uh, while they were at Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. He had been that way from birth. So he had never walked. He was listening as Paul preached, and Paul noticed him and realized he had faith to be healed. Let's just start with the basics. There's Paul and Barnabas. They're in Lystra. And, uh, and they also go to Derby. We'll find out about that. And they come upon a man who's got crippled feet. And the Bible takes the time. And I think these are the kind of things you got to catch. And I, and I think you have the ESV, right? Uh, what, just in that one thing, after it says he was crippled on his feet, does it say he was that way from I, birth? I switched it up, Dave. This is the New King James. Okay, what does is, what is the New King James say on that? After it says crippled feet, what does it his say? His mother womb, he, whom had, uh, whom, who? Had never walked that part. Okay, so here's the thing: he had never walked before, right? Now this is not a young man. Keeping, I've told you guys this before. So zero to twenty is a child or a younger person. Twenty to forty is a young person, male or female. Forty or forty to sixty is a person and then 60 above is an elder 
Okay, that's kind of how that breakdown works. The fact that he's just a man tells you somewhere in the 40 to 60 range. He's not an elder, but he's not a young man. So he's probably in that 40 to 60, probably, you know, 40s, 50s, something like that. He has never walked. Now, here's what I want you to watch, and this is what I want you to catch about the power of God, about the authority of God, about the way that God changes things. What would make this guy, after 40-plus years of never walking, think that he could walk? I mean, you would almost assume after 40 years he's settled in. But nobody, and I want you to hear this, especially for your loved ones who are not connected to the Lord, nobody is so far away that they cannot be touched at no age and at no point. In this person's case, it has to do with crippling. His feet were crippled. He's never walked. And in fact, in this version, it says he's never walked. That's exactly what this version says. It could be somebody who's never believed. It could be 40, 50, 60 years, never believed. Never had no reason, settled in, nothing changing, nothing going to, wrong. Because when the power of the Holy Spirit comes and the proclamation of the gospel is made and Jesus is seen, it can change a heart from being settled in their crippleness to being touched by the power of God. Not only for this person, but for your loved ones who have rejected for years. Don't you kid yourself. The power of the gospel of Jesus Christ brings spiritual and physical resurrection. By the way, that's the power that created the universe. So get on board on God's train, okay? Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash. 
slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, listen, I've done a lot of interviews, and every once in a while you do an interview with somebody who's legendary. And he doesn't even know why he's legendary. And when I tell him, he's going to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. The legendary Josh McDowell with us, co-authoring the book with his son, Sean, The Beauty of Intolerance, joins us live. Josh, are you there with us? It's sure better to join you live than dead. (laughs) I love it. The David Spoon Experience. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I really need everybody to be praying for everybody. <laughs> that sounds so stupid, but it's like, no, you got to be praying for all these people that you're hearing about that we're talking about. Super, super important. And then let me give a quick shout out to Joanne and Cordelia. They uh, brought some uh, gifts for uh, Jennifer and for Dynamite D and then for myself as well. So I figured uh, yeah, we're always be... grateful and thankful for them. For that. Yeah. And then we just will let you guys know we really appreciate that. That's really cool. Okay. So, uh, and that's not to get anybody to do that. So it's just easier than me going and buying a card and writing it because I, I don't like doing that. That's <laughs> why I talk. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, here's your trivia question. Stay with me on this one. Doing the exact same thing, keeping it easy. And then the last two are much harder. So these have been super soft, right? Like little, little softballs. Speeding, speeding balls, curveballs coming up right after this one. In what language was most of the New Testament written? Okay, we already did that. Okay, in what language was most of the New Testament written? If you think you know the answer to that, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must increase.org. I can't believe the show's half over. What happened? what I say, Dave? I Once he hits 2 o'clock, it flies by. Bam! Bam! All right. Uh, boy, I really like that little part. You guys got to really recognize that thing that I was saying where just because somebody has been stuck in that position for 40, 50, 60 years, just because they've been stuck in that position does not mean that they cannot be touched by the power of God and have their life completely changed and go from no walk to walk. I'm just, especially for those of you that are praying for salvation for people in your family. Okay, all right. We do have somebody that is ready to answer the trivia question, so let's give everybody a break on the jokes. We'll do them afterwards. Go ahead and send the person through. 
Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Um, hi, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm I'm gearing up. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and I'm saying that because Noel and I, we have not traveled. I was telling uh, Jennifer, I think it's been six and a half, if not seven years since we've both been on an airplane. So, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so I was like to Jennifer, I go, has anything changed? She goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, same crummy service. Okay, great. Anyway, <laughs> so that's awesome. Anyway, all right, here we go with our question. Is uh, as simple and straightforward as it is. Uh, in what language was most of the New Testament written or given? Um, Greek. That is correct, Amundo. So I just want to help for some people that think it might be Aramaic kind of thing. So Aramaic is a dialect that was uh, kind of involved in, in Israel uh, about, eh, about six or five uh, B.C., but it actually replaced the typical language in about seven A.D., 70, uh, the seventh century A.D., about 600. So uh, that was more of a slang than anything else, okay? So, uh, okay. so people can understand. But, but Greek is it. Good to know. And then here's this, and then Jeff Dixon just made a great point. It's Koinonia Greek. So that the reason that's important is Koinonia is common person Greek. When they found a oh. 2,000 letters written in Koinonia Greek, the same style as the Bible, and those letters were like love letters. Like, Ooh, oh, I love you. You're so fantastic. And it's like that whole thing. And it's like it's very, it's not scholarly. It's very normally. <laughs> That's okay, okay. There's another thing Thank to know. Thank you for the information. <laughs> Got it. I, I so appreciate you, Deborah, and just keep praying for each and every, okay? Thank you, and I'm praying for everybody, too. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. For those that are trying to figure it, it's Koinonia Greek. So uh, Koinonia, it's a fellowship kind of Greek. It's it's not uh, studious. See, God didn't write the Bible for just so smart people. That's like, no. Nah. What smart people have done is tried to take it away from people. Ah, that's a whole separate issue. All right. So I got my jokes. Uh, I don't care. I'm doing them anyway. <laughs> you ready? There are five. There are four really fast ones. You ready for them? Okay, he's ready. All right. This one is not that bad if you listen. What is worse than raining cats and dogs? Ever the expression, it's raining cats and dogs? What is worse than raining cats and dogs? Hailing taxis. <laughs> you had that buzzer ready before I even got through that. I know you did. All right, here you go, right? All right, here we go. How does a dog stop a video? By hitting the pause button. Okay. Okay. All right, here you go. These last two are good, though. Ready? What happens to a frog's car when it breaks down? It gets towed away. <laughs> Stunned you with that one, didn't you? You did. All right, this last one I like, too. Why do bees have such sticky hair? The answer, because they use honeycombs. <laughs> That's right. You listen to this show, you just you don't know what you're going to get. Because I don't know what's, what's going to happen either. All right, let's go into this next next text. This is just, oh, 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 oh. I'll read it from the beginning and then go through it, all right? While they were in Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. He had been this way from birth, so he had never walked. 
He was listening as Paul preached, and Paul noticed him and realized he had faith to be healed. I just want you to stop. Stop right there. Okay? Number one, it is not the responsibility of just the person receiving prayer to have the faith. Number two, it is not the responsibility of just the person praying to have faith. It is not the responsibility of just, of just, of just, of just. Let me explain to you how prayer goes as the scripture makes it clear for healing. It can be people that are doing it on behalf of other people. It can be people who are doing it for themselves, like the woman with the issue of the blood. It can be people who don't even think there's a chance and that they still get healed. It can be intercessory from parents. It can be sovereign from God. There is no one system. So please, please, even though I got to be careful saying don't use formulas, in praying for healing, there is not just one way. It is whatever, whatever is happening, whatever will allow the power of God to breach the rules of the natural and create supernatural, whatever that is, fantastic. So Paul, he's preaching away, and we know he's preaching. Jesus, you just got to read his writings to know how he felt. And so he's preaching away, and there Barnabas is with him, and they're in Lystria, and there's this crippled guy who's never walked, he's never moved, he's never done anything, and he's listening, and the Bible says that Paul noticed him and realized he had faith to be healed. So there was something in Paul that gave him an insight. People say, well, that's a natural gift. That is not. He's preaching. When you're in the middle of preaching, I can promise you, you notice very little. It's not, it's not like when you're preaching, you're not sitting there thinking, oh, look, it's sunny out. Hey, didn't see those sneakers on that guy. That's not how that works. When you're preaching, you're into it. You're sharing, you're going, you're right? You're loving it because you're just getting into it and it's the things of the kingdom is great. But there's something that happened while Paul is preaching and he's talking. And usually when he's preaching, there's more than two people. Okay? I'm just going to say that real nicely. So there's a crowd of people. There's a crowd of people that are listening to him, right? He, we know there's a crowd of people because when the guy got healed, the crowds went crazy. So that's how you know there was a bunch of people. And in all of that, Paul notices that this guy has faith to be healed in some awesome capacity. By the power of the Holy Spirit, in order to glorify Jesus Christ, to bring honor to the Father, Paul picked up on this guy. He's, re he's ready. He's got the faith level meter going off the church. Let's go forward. It's so powerful. And people are like, well, we can reduce this and we can reverse engineer this into our practicalities. <laughs> no, you can't, because this is the power of the Holy Spirit that you are not given permission to harness like is an energy force at your will. This is sovereignty. This is God. You just get to be a participant in the play. It's his story. That's what his story is. Here's the bottom line. He notices that he has faith to be healed. Listen to this. And this is something we don't talk about. This man had opened his heart to the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
He opened his heart. For years, there was no heart open to God that gave him the hope that this new message gave. And it changed him. And there's people in our lives that will hear it. It might not come from you. It might come from somebody else, somewhere else. You should pray it comes from anywhere. And it changes their lives. And it's just like, that's what happened. And I, I look at this and I think, uh, you know what I want to do when I'm ministering? You know what I want to do when I'm talking to people? You know what I want to do when I'm fellowshipping? Hey, wait, you know what I want to do when I'm walking on this earth everywhere I'm going? I want to be smart enough to know that if I'm sensitive enough, the Lord might go, look, he's ready. I want to be sensitive to the Lord enough to know that if somebody's ready, I can respond to do my part. I'm not going to do the healing, but I can be involved in the process if God will use me. Paul was sensitive enough. I want to be sensitive enough. You should want to be sensitive enough. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor. Now, I use that word with some reservation. Having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, But whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. Okay, now that's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called Reverend Oliver White was on the show, and uh, Reverend Wright said this, and I'm going to repeat it because some of these things are just unbelievable. He said that Jesus was wrong about marriage. At least he didn't have the audacity to say he never said anything about marriage. He said Jesus was wrong about marriage and that marriage should be more than between a man and a woman. And then he proceeded to say this statement, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. Now, this isn't even the thing that's irritating. Then he proceeded to say this. If Jesus were alive today, he said, he would say, I didn't know it all. This is a man who's supposed to be representing Jesus Christ as a minister. This guy's no minister. And if you want to say, well, that's judging, I'll take that judgment all day long. All day long, I'll take that judgment, no matter what anybody says. Here's a guy that says two things. One, Jesus was wrong about marriage. Two, if Jesus were alive today, any person who proclaims or professes to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and questions whether Jesus Christ is alive today or not is not a minister, but a false teacher. I don't care. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you think that's mean. That's irrelevant. Facts are facts. And here's the thing that just overwhelms me. This overwhelms me, ladies and gentlemen. Any person who is in public office, now this goes with this, all three, three of these things go together. Any person who is in public office who changes their convictions about same-sex marriage because another family member has made a decision to go into the lifestyle of being gay or lesbian, any 
person who changes their convictions, their biblical Christian convictions, based on another family member changing their status uh, into a, a gay or lesbian lifestyle, and then that person then changes their Bible convictions to, uh, to accommodate their family member is not fit to be a Christian. That's right. I said it. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, where I told you after the first three trivia questions, they're all real easy. These won't be as easy. Now, let's see if you can do this without looking. If you can't, then look. Okay? Is that That's fair. How many chapters are in the book of Genesis? Uh, see? see no, without looking. If you can. All right? If you can. Okay? I want to I give props to Joanne and Cordelia. They wrote, those jokes were great. Great jokes. Like, hey, thank you, ladies. I thought they were funny. I got to tell you, I think the honeycomb one, that's classic. <laughs> He's got sticky hair. Because he, honeycomb. <laughs> All right, now, if you guess and then you're not sure, then you can look. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of like, I'm just trying to give everybody that that shot. Okay? All right. If you're thinking <laughs> people are going all over the place, this should have been like, this should have been like Kino. This should have been like some kind of lottery. Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then additionally, you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Last chance to send you up to the website. Going to push it a little bit with you on this one. Prayer and praise reports on there. New stuff on the website. We definitely need some financial whoop, 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 whoop. So if you can help out, please do so because we need it to take place sooner than later. And I don't want to be doing this. When we go into a new market, it's not, I don't want to do this all the time. Like that. I, I, let's just get her done, get her done, get her done. You get her text receipt, that's it. You can do it on, on the website or you can get the information on the website or you can call or you can send a letter or email, whatever. Uh, check it out on hemusincrease.org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org I love the sounds, Dave. Oh, my goodness. I said to Jennifer, she's just in charge now. What you got to do is you got to say, okay, Dave, love those. Add more. <laughs> just keep telling her. Just keep adding them. She likes doing it too. She she has a blast doing it. So it's like okay, just keep doing that. Uh, how many chapters are in the book of Genesis? If you think you know the answer, you can. What are you looking to do? You can call nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You text two one four two one zero eight four eight three or send an email David at he must increase. Dot org. I think we'll do our history. Uh, no, we can do it now. Let's do our history now. Go ahead and set it up. Let's go live in the past. Let's go live in the past. All 
right. Today is National Peach Cobbler Day. Man, that sounds lovely right now. Oh, no kidding, right? I'm <laughs> going to be warm peach cobbler? I, it's going to be so hard to stay on the diet when I'm in Phoenix. I don't know what I'm going to do. What if you deviate one day? Well, uh, it's going to be three days. I'm going to help you out today. It's International Be Kind to Lawyers Days. Now, my family is filled with lawyers. In fact, my uh, cousin Elliot has been in charge of a uh, ho- one of the highest level collegiate professorships in the country for 20 years. Wow. I mean, it's just absolutely loaded. So I get to make as many bad lawyers. My dad was a lawyer. Oh, wow. Yeah, but plus a builder. Made a lot more money building than he did lawyering. Uh, so, I mean, I, I love lawyers, but I also love lawyer jokes. And I don't care. <laughs> like, oh, those are nice. Okay, well, so what? <laughs> Neither's the calories that a, that chocolate pie puts on my body, but I still like it. Okay. Uh, it is also Scrabble Day. Do you ever play Scrabble? Scrabble's a fun day. I don't remember Scrabble. I yeah, remember that. That's a good day. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, 1902, J.C. opened his first store on this day, April 13th, in 1902. Uh, 1976 is one of the biggest mistakes they ever made. You just, I'm just, this is before your time, and then it, it uncirculated before your time. Uh, the new U.S. $2 bill was placed in circulation. They had a $2 bill. Now, I have seen a $2 bill, and I like them because they, they're so rare. Yeah, because, like, that was dumb. <laughs> I was going to say, that did nothing. <laughs> Maybe a 95-cent thing would have been good, but okay, whatever. Uh, 1984, Pete Rose got his 4,000th hit. We can argue about the purity in baseball some other time. And then in 1997, Tiger Woods became the youngest golfer to win golf's master tournaments. Pretty good. There you go. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. All right. We got our trivia question going on. Uh, What is there? Oh, yeah. yeah. How many chapters in the book of Genesis? So that's a tough that's a tough one. If you don't look it up, I guess that one right. I'm out. I, I I love Genesis. I don't want to say I guess, but I got that one right. It was very tricky. It, it was two answers. It was either one or the other. Or other. Oh, it's leaning back nice. and forth. But yeah, I got it. Very very good. Uh, if you think you know, you've got a limited time because I got to get into the teaching. Okay, here we go. <laughs> then I'll share what the answer is. Okay, all right. Here we go. Uh, picking it back up from where Paul was, and Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. So I want to look at verse 10. I want you to listen to this. This is one of those things that you got to be careful on because uh, it, it, it doesn't mean Paul did this every single time. It doesn't mean anybody did this every single time. That's one of the things I'm trying to get people to realize is that if you can, instead of saying it must be this, it can't be this in regards to um, the methodologies that the Lord's using it will really help you. There is one way in. But when you are in the kingdom of God, there's many different operating parts that take place. That's just as simple as it can be. There's 12 tribes, one Israel. It's one country. But uh, the different tribes have a little bit of a different point of view. So verse 10 says this in Acts chapter 14. It says, So Paul called to him in a loud voice. Stand up. And the man jumped to his feet and started walking. So let me just use the new, what's the new King James? What does that version say on that one, if you could? I'm sorry, I was looking at something else. Okay, I forgive you. Hold on, hold on. I was in Genesis. Okay, okay. Oh, you said looking at the thing in Genesis. All right, well, tell me when you get back there, because I want to do a read on that. Here's what I want you to pick up on. Paul 
called to him in a loud voice. You, 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 the Genesis 10? Not Genesis. Or, or, or uh, <laughs> Acts 14, 10. Read yep, that. I'm ready. Okay. Say it with a loud voice. Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Okay. So with a loud voice, Paul tells him to stand up. Okay. No, it's not rocket science. Right. Let me explain something to you. That took faith too. <laughs> no, you don't think so. But I just want you to think. Stand up. And the guy stands up and falls over. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. In other words, there was a little bit of faith on Paul's end. Was, but, but I believe because he said that, it was under the – this is why I don't think you do uh, the ministry lines the way that people do it. And people just grab people out of uh, wheelchairs and pull them up and the people fall on the ground. So you got to know that this is something that the Lord's going to do. So it might have been a little bit of obedience. Uh, I've had something happen like this in my past, uh, which I'm going to be sharing with next week about when the Lord spoke to me about something and I prayed for somebody. I was too embarrassed to say what the person's problem was. They whispered it in my ear because they were embarrassed to talk about it. It was exactly what the Lord spoke to me is exactly what they had going on. Now, had I said that out loud, it would have been more glorifying to the Lord. But I know the Lord's teaching me, and, you know, you kind of learn that stuff. Has that happened a lot? <laughs> uh, six times and five times in 45 years? So, no. <laughs> That's my answer. But does it happen? Sure. If the Lord wants to do it. So he, in a loud voice, says, stand up. Now, now we've got this whole other thing going on. And I want you to catch what's going on. This is super important. And then we'll have the caller uh, at, the, at the end of this. He tells the guy to stand up. The man jumped to his verse, the rest of the verse. The man jumped to his feet and started walking. So now he's doing two things he's never done before. So the scripture, after Paul says he got a loud voice, the man jumped up and the man starts walking. There are two things that this man has never done. And when the people are seeing what's happening, they lose it, which is how you know there was a crowd. In verse 11, when the listening, listening crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in their local dialect, Oh, my goodness, did you see what happened? Whoa! And they were freaking out. Because when the power of God manifests, it freaks people out. You don't, it's, it's okay. It's all right. It's just that's not bizarre at all. In our society, we don't like that because you want to know why? Because you can't put it in a box. <laughs> you can't go. You know why healings take place outside of this country more than in this country? Because in this country, I got to be able to put it in a box. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is. And so these people are freaking out that this guy who has never walked and has never jumped in his life is, in fact, now walking and jumping. And I, I, I think just to be there for the moment, guy's never walked, right? So he stands up. Not only is he walking, he's jumping up and down. It's like kind of impossible to deny the miracle. I understand that God does massively cool things all over the place, and some people want the, the things the Lord does to be miraculous. But when God does a miracle like this, there is no question. He was so healed that he could bounce up and down. <laughs> That's... When the Lord does something, he does it good. God doesn't do something partly. Oh, I'll save you a little. He does it good. God is 
good at what he does. Okay? Question. How many chapters are in the book of Genesis? Answer. 50. 50. Lucky I didn't ask you about Exodus. Uh, <laughs> this is a, uh, but don't go away because i got another one coming up right behind all this. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there... You can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. The David Spoon Experience. You should see Gabriel because he's, he's just running everything. He has to run to this thing, run to this thing. It's great to see it because I just love that the Lord's bringing him in this way. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Yes, they are. So we're going to have them uh, come forward, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, Dr. Spoon. This is Deborah. <laughs> Take two aspirin and call me in the morning. Anyway. <laughs> All right. I hope you're getting a kick out of the show today. This is a fun one today. <laughs> All right. You ready? All right. Here you, this, this is a good one. Which of David's wives was described as very beautiful to look upon? Um, I believe it was Bathsheba. That is correct. You are right. Second Samuel chapter eleven, verse two. That's exactly what it says. Excellent job. By the way, how you doing, Deborah? How are things going for you? I'm good, thank you. I'm doing a lot better, and you know things are going well. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I want everybody to keep praying for Deborah. Don't stop praying for the audience. One of the things I came up to, with today when I was praying is everybody should be praying that the Lord would just help one another. Help help the people. Help the people. Lord. Yes, help the people. I, I do pray that, and I do pray for the audience all the time. So. I, I love it, and I love that you do that, and I love that you call in. And like I said, you are the best guesser we have ever had. So <laughs> excellent job. You know, I always thought it was funny that David saw her bathing and her name was Bathsheba. I always thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even catch that. That's funny. He saw her bathing. Her name is Bathsheba. There you go. <laughs> I'm using right. that. Well, y'all have a good day. God right. bless. Thanks. God bless. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. And as with every Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for your last trivia question. And uh, I was just listening to that, Phil, with Deborah, because she was just on, too. And uh, it's just so, it's just so funny. The humor that comes from people that call in is better than mine. It's like, it's so classic. I love it. All right, here you go. Here's your last trivia question. Now you got to do this one without looking, and then you can look. 
that's just to keep everybody honest. Just do your best. This is kind of like part of that process. How many chapters are in the book of Revelation? Aha! So we did Genesis. Remember, you guys, I'm doing my devotions in Genesis and in Revelation, Julian and Cordelia. Zing, zing, right away. Very nice, ladies. And uh, just finished chapter two. So I've done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven days of devotions in two, two chapters. Okay. <laughs> Got a long way to go. Uh, that's just. Just the way it's got to go. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Okay? All right. There you go. Don't forget, I'm just telling everybody, I'm going to be on technically a 118-hour-and-a-half break. But not entirely. I'm telling you that the two shows that I've selected are great shows. I tell you that. If I'm telling you that, you're probably thinking, "Ah," and then I have never, it fails. I've had somebody, every time we do a replay, go, I've heard that show. I didn't catch this. I didn't catch this. I didn't catch this. It's always good to be catch uh, more things. That's why when you read the Gospels and the Word of God multiple times, you go, look at that. Look at this. It's like the, the... our eyesight just becomes better. Okay? All right. All right, let me finish up on this because this is a relatively important part, and I want to make sure that everybody understands what happens, and 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 uh, it's kind of a weird little thing. So we've done the fun part and kind of like the cool part. And keep in mind, this is great stuff for us having faith for people in our lives. But this crowd in and in, in this in this community, these people in Lystra are about to not not keep it where it needs to be kept. Okay, so let's pick it up with verse 11 after they start freaking out in Acts chapter 14. When they when the listening crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in their local dialect, these men are gods in human bodies. They decided that Barnabas was the Greek god Zeus and that Paul, because he was the chief speaker, was Hermes. The temple of Zeus was located on the outskirts of the city, and the priests of the temple and the crowd brought oxen and wreaths and flowers, and they prepared to sacrifice to the apostles at the city gate. So this powerful move from God, in order to be in order to be put in the right box, remember I was telling you how it's got to be put in the right box? That is exactly what these guys do. They're used to the Zeus and the Hermes and the and the whole process there, and so they're going to take what they know and they've decided we're going to insert to what we already have to support our current theories. This, my friends, is exactly what happens when somebody hears about a healing and they go right to their own box and they say, scientifically, it's this or it's this. And they try it and they try it. This is the exact same process. There's nothing different. And the whole premise here is Satan moving upon people for Jesus not to get the glory. Just hear that one line. The whole premise to explain it away is the devil moving in people's hearts and minds so Jesus 
doesn't get the glory. Verse 14 tells us when Barnabas and Paul heard what was happening, they tore their clothes and ran out among the people shouting. They didn't want anything to do with it. This is not where they wanted to go at all. But the people decided we're going to put this event in a box that we can control, that we can have the matrix on, or the metrics on, and that we can declare what it is and what it isn't. And this is what it means when somebody explains away the power of the gospel. So it's right here in front of you. And in verse 12, it says they decided, and I'm not sure, I don't know if you have that or not, but in verse 12, you have Acts 4.12. I don't know if it's going to say they decided because they might not say that. What, what does it say? Acts 4.12? Yeah. You make quick yeah. That's all right. Just take your time. It's hard to, you know, I'm just dropping this stuff on you of late. <laughs> So nice of me, right? Acts fourteen twelve. Sorry, okay, not for, okay, I was there. For yeah, I'm not, you did tell you four twelve. Oh God. my goodness. Okay, I'm ready. It says, "And Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker." Okay, so they, it doesn't use the decided word prior to that, right? Well, that was okay. Twelve. Did you say twelve or fourteen? Twelve. That's fine. Yeah. The fourteen twelve. That's fine. So what I'm what I'm trying to say is they put these guys in their god box. That's what you can't you can't miss that. It's in, it's actually impossible to miss that if you read it. Okay, so all right, you, Barnabas, you're Zeus. Although that was kind of weird, since Paul's the, the speaker and Paul's the one that said he could do it. I don't know how Barnabas got to Zeus. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They really had to stretch. <laughs> okay, but my point is, this is what people do, and when people and I've had this happen. Multiple times where somebody tries to explain away. Now I love my my in-laws. I love uh, John, who's uh, uh, Noel's brother. Uh, he's one of my favorite people. He just you know, him and I. We just we know every show together forever because we you know we grew up in that same kind of like uh, time frame. And uh, he's one of the few people that know what knew what Room Two Twenty Two was. And so my whole point is he he even I talk about it and he tries to explain it like he'll try to do this. He'll say, what he'll do is he'll say, this is what he says. He says, well, maybe it was the scientific, you know, and then he starts going down that road. And then I just do this. This is how I even counter the argument because he's my brother-in-law, and when I love him, I go, but what if you're wrong? What if it was just God? <laughs> just, just by saying that, it's like, ooh. Because then he's got to have a confrontation with that. You don't always have to get mad about this kind of stuff, but people do this on a regular basis. This is what our government would do. This is what the media would do if something significant, spiritual happened. Like the little revival that was taking place at some of the Bible colleges, they just they just literally put it in a box and dismissed it. And it's just like all because Satan doesn't want Jesus to get the glory. That's why all of that happens. Instead of going, wow, that's the proclamation of the gospel. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the manifestation of the kingdom. Jesus Christ is glorified. The Father is being acknowledged. Instead of doing that, they go, we'll just redirect the whole thing. Now, now you go back to that teaching where I said they're the they're, that they're the people that reject the gospel, their minds are blinded by Satan, the god of this world. And you look at this and you go, hey, there's an interesting connection between this teaching in Acts chapter 14 and 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It's the same teaching. It just shows it differently. Like, oh. 
And the biggest key in this is that they started to freak out and they just started assigning what it all meant. So they liked what they saw. They didn't like what they heard. <gasps> what? They liked what they saw. They didn't like what they hear. They heard. They didn't like what was being said. What was being said? And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through him. They didn't like that. Isn't that just like, wow. Just like you just, and now you read this up and you go, that, was that deep really? Was it? Yes. We just read so fast we don't see half the we, – we, we're speed readers. How many chapters are in the book of Revelation? Every, almost everybody got this. Almost. Very close. 22. And the reason you should know that is because the very last verse is 22, 21. That, that'll always – that's how I always remember. All right. All right, folks. That's it. We've done it. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 118-hour-and-a-half break. More insanity with spoonanity, though, tomorrow on the show. Don't hesitate to listen. God bless. For all the blessing that you give me, thanks a lot. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.